Welcome to Bishop Blessing Lebebe's podcast, the part all about the Word of God, which brings change and transformation in our lives. If you are at home, get your pen and paper. If you are at work, get your headphones. If you are driving, then turn the volume up and get ready to be enlightened. We have just one word for you. Enjoy. But and that when you change your thought and your self-declarations, you are changing who you are. Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. How fetula kam kui pulela and lekam kona hanangating. Ufetula soling son kawan bibili eri kam kumutana hanang kam kwaling kating. So you are not necessarily what you do. Our pila pila rulela nede also si rang. The Bible says that the nature of life says if you study engineering, you are an engineer, but your thoughts I want to make you what you are. Rafael is that the man's as you proclaim, though you change your thoughts about what's happening. Amen. Yes. So it is. Uh, that was too long. <laughs> hey. Oh my goodness. I hope today. I hope today we got a little bit stronger. So I'm gonna need a bit of stamina from you today. Is that all right? Amen. I'm talking. You especially. All right. So we're gonna run a bit stronger. So I just need you to have a bit of stamina. All right. So, so, so we, we, we learned that the way to change how you think is to change how you speak. And the moment you change how you speak, you know what thoughts to rebuke. So the scripture says, let the poor say, I am rich. So it means the most quickest way to transform your life is to transform your speech. The quickest way to transform how you think is to transform what you say. Yes, and we, we then said your mind is then driven by your speech. The things that you say in your subconscious that you are letting go have been driven Driving your mind. Yes, but now we, we, we then went further to say that now we need to catch the thoughts that are in our minds. Yes, you need to capture the thoughts that are in our mind that are not according to the will of God. And we need to capture them 
to the obedience of the word. And if we don't capture those thoughts that are not according to the word of God, we are going to find ourselves thinking, and I, I think I use the word thinking, thinking. So I, I say then, how do you then capture those thoughts? Number one, you become cognitive of what you are thinking. You need to be aware of how you think about yourself. The book of Second Corinthians chapter ten verse five. Second Corinthians chapter ten verse five. The Bible says in the New Living Translation, it says. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. In the King James Version, it says it's much easier. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we have to know that as a Christian, you have to know how to cast down certain imaginations that are not godly. You need to fight certain thoughts that are not godly. You need to bring down to captivity thoughts that bring to rebellion or, or that bring us to rebellion of Jesus Christ. And then we concluded last week and we said that it is very important that we learn to declare and decree that which the Lord has promised us. Because we determine that as you declare whatever God has in heaven, it will never come to pass until you use your mouth to declare it to come and to pass. That is why God cannot live. I, I, know, I know most of you uh, are, are hearing stories about false prophets. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, False prophet, true prophet, all these things. But, but let me tell you, I don't care who's false or who's not. But God cannot move in a dispensation without a prophet. Yes, God cannot move on earth until there is a prophet. Oh, you gotta get it right. I, listen, I, I know most of you, you've been watching too much TV and too much YouTube, and when I say prophet, you, your eyes and your heart is shaking. But I tell you this today, God can never move without a prophet. Never. Because God, even the book of Revelation, the Bible itself, it ends with prophecy. Yes. So God, before He moves, He helps out a prophet to speak about the next move. In the book of Malachi, all the prophets were silenced after the book of Malachi. And the Bible says there was no voice of God. Hey. 
When the prophets keep quiet, the voice of God is quiet. The Bible explains something very interesting. I want to show you something. I, I don't want to deal with this matter. Uh, the Bible explains something interesting. It, it, it explains that, that nothing can really happen on earth until we permit it from heaven on earth. I didn't want to go there. I just, I just, I, 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 I want, I want to tell you there is no move of God without a prophet. prophet. Oh wow! Listen, are you hearing me today? I remember a certain person said in the New Testament there were no prophets and I said what do you call Paul? Because Paul wrote the book of Revelation and it was prophetic. So if you call Jeremiah a prophet why don't you call Paul a prophet? How is that Jeremiah a prophet? Paul and out of all the disciples not even one of the disciples has as many books in the New Testament like Paul has oh yes I I want to tell you something I'm I'm trying to tell you something that even in the same way God cannot move in a nation until somebody prophesies there are certain things God will never do in your life until you speak them to come to pass you are the gateway of the move of God in your own life. So when we are busy declaring and saying, I am not the tail, but I am the head. We are not only just saying this to excite ourselves. We are opening possibilities for heaven to come and put us in leadership. That's why the Bible says, whatever you so declare on earth, it shall also be declared in heaven. Whatever door you open on earth, it shall also be open in heaven. But you on earth must open it, and the key is what you say. Hmm. Look at your name and say you are talking something today. The bishop is talking to me today. Then we, we, we then spoke that it is very important that you become the prophet number one to your own mind and to your own future. In the book of John it says in the beginning was the word. In the beginning, the book of, of, of Genesis says in the beginning, in the beginning God. But the book of John 1 says in the beginning was the words. Why did God choose to define himself as the word? Because God knows that he had brought somebody to speak his word so that his things may happen on earth. Until you declare it, until you say it, 
it will never happen let me tell you let me tell you if you are sitting here right now and you think you're going to be a failure can i tell you something if you probably are going to be you have to change how you think you have to change how you speak you have to change how you believe and that's the only time your life is going to change let me tell you something again no success comes by mistake no progress comes by deep by mistake if you still think you are going to lose you are most likely going to lose that's why the Lord deals with the mind of the believer yes that's why he says I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me so a believer must get into every situation with the mind of conquest a mind of defeat produces defeat if you probably think you're a loser probably you'll be the Bible does not condone us thinking of ourselves as losers it is not humility to think of yourself as defeated it is not humility to think of yourself as last it is not biblical the bible never talked about us being last it is not humility to follow only there must be places you leave the bible says you are above and not beneath oh yes Don't, haven't you seen that isn't it that sometimes when you see, and, and this is what I said, I said, haven't you seen that successful people have a certain confidence? So I say, it's a question of the egg and the chicken. Did the confidence come because of the money or did the money come before the confidence? But the truth is they go together. Yes. So rather have one without the other than not have any of them. A defeated, completed attitude is not godly. Listen to what David says. The book of Psalm 23. Yea, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Yes. I shall not fear. Ah. It, uh, let me let me interpret it in my own King James. My you can call it the bishop's version of the Bible. I will not lose confidence. I will not lose hope. I will not lose zeal. I will not be depressed. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will not lose focus. I will not lose direction. I will not lose death. Destiny. I will not lose vision. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. 
Oh yes. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here today. But that was just a recap from the previous weeks. But we got to a place where we went to the book of Psalm 242 verse 7. Where we saw the verse as deep calleth unto deep. To say some, and let me say this right. Sometimes self-talk is not enough. To think positive is not enough. There are certain things in our lives that were established by things that are beyond self-talk. Last week I dealt with the problem. Please get the tape if you have the time. Uh, or get the recording, it's for free. We do not sell it as yet. If you find somebody with a cross on them, it's a minister. Please, please ask them for the recording. And they will surely avail it to you. Amen. Alright, so so we went deeper to say there are things that are in our lives and they are not a cause or an effect of self-talk. And then we went to the book of Matthew chapter 17 verse 21. And then we, we take it from the context of the disciples speaking to a certain demon. The demons that the disciples were fighting were quickly getting out yes verse 21 so verse 21 so 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 they were quickly getting out they were saying out it would fly out and then they went to another demon and the demon would come out then 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 jesus finds them fighting a demon that doesn't want to come out he lays these guys. I, I I wonder what they were doing because you know sometimes disciples are the most interesting people. Probably another one saw Jesus take the mat from the from the blind for to heal the blind man. Probably. And then he put it on the blind man's eye, and the blind man saw. So I'm imagining to myself, well, these guys are frustrated. Probably another one says, hey, my brother, let's go quickly get mad and throw through this demon. And, and see if this demon will not die. die. And then the, the demon is looking at them. Then another one says, I saw Jesus turn water to one. Give me water. Let me pray for it. And flesh this one. I can, I'm just imagining. I'm not saying that's what the Bible is saying. But I'm thinking they are frustrated. People are looking at them. A demon is telling them, I'm going nowhere. Probably they are even embarrassed. Yes, they are probably embarrassed. Yes. And they are talking. They are saying, Ow! The same words that they said to other demons on oh, this demon is not working oh yes then Jesus Christ comes 
And he cast out the demon simple. Alenswa pira. Simple, he didn't work. I don't know if they fasted. You know, sometimes you have problems that are so quick, you fast right there. Like I'm fasting for 20 minutes for this demon. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so the problem they fasted, but Jesus comes and says, out. The demon comes out. And the disciples follow Jesus and said, We were dealing with demons easily. What but, was the problem with this one? Then, he, then Jesus answered them. And says, This one comes through by fasting and prayer. It means that no matter how hard the disciples screamed, at the demon. It was not going to come out. Yes. I, I, at, 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 at my workplace, we had a problem with someone who came, who came and, and did some nasty things. And, and I, I was the one who was chasing them. I'm not a police, please don't, 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 don't think that way. But I, 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 I caught the boy and I said, hey! I'll kill you. <laughs> I hold him like this. And he, Come! The boy had an asthma attack immediately. He yes. was scared. I'm sorry, asthma attack. Oh, yes. He was. It was asthma. He was so scared. He got shocked. You know, that's asthma. That's really thing. I asked, then I pulled him asked. and I took him to the necessary places they dealt with him. But, but you see, some of us have intimidating voices, naturally. But demons don't respond to intimidation. Yes. Yeah, demons cannot respond to intimidation. It means there was somewhere where Jesus was where his disciples were not. That's why then we go to the book of David. Where David gives us an answer. He says, deep calls to deep. It means that there are certain issues if they are rooted so deep into your life, they need somebody with a deeper voice who has a deeper relationship with God than you do. So, so it's not about intimidation. It's about the power in you that gives your voice power. Am I talking to somebody here today? So then Paul, then David says, now there are certain level of depth. You see, you can declare as much as you want. David, there are certain issues in your life. They are too deep for your own declarations. If the disciples could not deal with the demon, they said exactly what Jesus said. But they didn't have the depth to reach where the demon is. And Jesus comes out of prayer. And he says one word. He says one word. It reaches the demon and it runs away. Yes, I'm not talking to someone. The Bible even says the disciples 
mean there were many. There were many. It was not only one. I think it was two of them. The issue is not numbers, my dear. The issue is depth. Yes. How deep is your voice to fight against your situation? You see, the moment you turn around and you have a situation and you turn around into your generations, and you start to see this issue of caring in your family. Yes, this thing is going on in my family. Maybe there is no marriage in your family. Maybe there is children but no marriage. You should know this is a deep issue, my dear. There is chronic poverty. Yeah, there are people who survive when they are 20, 35. When they reach 40, they are broke again. Ah, you should know, my dear, that this is a deep issue. It's a deep issue. It needs a deep voice. Sorry, sorry about that. It needs a deep voice. It needs a deep voice. It's not about intimidation. It's not like what I did. And I said, hey! That's why her asthma attacked. Was, some, some said, no, it's a demon. I said, no, it's not a demon, this one. It's asthma, this one. Yeah, sometimes people have asthma and then we think it's demons, but it's not. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Can we move this? I nearly hit it very badly. It's not about intimidation. Ask out who says. It's not about frightening. No, no, no. It's about the depth of your voice. It's about the depth of your voice. Oh, yes. Oh, at times when we pray for other people, we don't even say words. Yes, our spirit reverberates and it moves. Because you are deep, you can get into deep things. Oh, some of the things. Let me tell you a story. There there was a young man. Who every story I tell you is true. It's just that I don't want to name names. You might know them and then say, There was a young man who thought he's a player. And who thought he's the hot thing in? Girls like that man. Yeah. He, he was he was he was handsome. Yes. I don't know what's handsome for you nowadays. But he was handsome. Yes. Probably nowadays brands and labels make people handsome. Very handsome. And when that young man he, he was Woman liked him. Oh, I mean, woman liked him so much that when he would get into a shop, he would not work hard to come out with a contact or a hookup. Yes. He was. I can't even explain that one. It was almost like he has a charm. Uh, he, he, and he didn't have a job. Only to find out when he was 30, he had children everywhere. Yeah, some of them, we don't even know where the children are. 
One day this young man went to we went to Deben and he came, when he came back the girl he was with in Deben says I have a baby it's your baby I said, when did you meet this girl? She says, we met there. And you now have a baby. He has, he has babies almost in all the provinces. And when, when I was talking to him, before even going further, I thought to myself, this guy has a gift. Wow! Talk, talk to a woman and say hello and the woman surrenders all 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 and he's not he's not like some of my boys my some of my boys are charismatic he's calm and relaxed like he's not doing it kind of vibe what what do you do he says i don't know it just just works but when I, when I went to talk to him and I was talking to him I asked him and I said tell me about your father and I nearly fell I broke my ankle I said tell me about your father this is my father Chris tell me how your father was he says, no, me, my father was a polygamist. On top of the polygamist, he had other women as well outside. I knew my father, I saw my father twice a month. Twice. And then I see him going to the house closer to us or coming to our house. That's all. For the other wife. Then I say, tell me about your father's father. Oh, wow. Then I say, serious? Alright, let's be silly. Tell me about that father's father. He says, wow. I said, how many brothers do you have? He says, I have about 65 brothers. Brothers are 65. Oh, wow. You're not getting me, you. 65, 65. It's a church. It's not a church, you are finished. It's a mega church. Then I, I ask him, I say, you, how many children do you have? says, the ones I can count. There are now 11. There are others who called me and tell me they don't want me, but this is your child. Oh, yes. Oh, and I say, do you want to do polygamy? He says, I'm looking for the one. Can okay, I give me that one there? He says, I'm looking for the one woman in my life. Ah, are you not seeing it? Are you not seeing it? He's trying to be something, but there's a deeper issue in his life that is talking to him. It's deeper than what he wants. It is happening. It's becoming a polygamist, but he does not even know. Oh, the Bible tells you, look at David. David comes and he rapes the wife of Uriah. And 
And the Bible says the sword shall never leave your house. They, listen to what happens. The children of David start raping each other. The daughter is raped by the son. When they finish, they go and rape all his concubines. Isn't that a deeper issue? Even worse, even when his son became king, the thing that defeated him, it was the same thing that defeated his father. The same thing. It went from generation to generation. The issue was deeper than what David could proclaim. It's deep. It's deep. It's deep. If you read the book of Proverbs, the wisdom Solomon has. The wisdom he has. The Bible describes him as the wisest man to ever walk on this earth. But with all of that wisdom, he fell in the same traps of his father. These are deep issues. Certain covenants that are made. Certain declarations that are made. Oh yes. They become deep issues. They need depth. I want to quickly rush. Because my time is running out now. I'm only going to deal with two issues quickly. How to develop depth. I'm going to talk to the first one. How to develop depth to talk to deep things in your life. Listen, I'm not telling you this because I don't know what I'm talking about. I know what I know. When I, when I look at my family, there are certain things that need deeper voices. Yes. When we busy shakarabizing there, I know exactly, I know exactly what is the case in my family. What is it that if I were daring to move out of the covering of God, they would come after me. I know them. Yes. Some of you, some of you, you wish to have a family and you think it's pop and place. But when you look in your family, there's no one who has a stable family at all. On what grounds do you think you'll make it? On what grounds do you think you will make it? What yes. Some have tried and failed. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, you are talking to me. I, I don't know if I, I, I should stop preaching. Maybe I should start preaching that you will be a millionaire and God will give you ten chickens every time you lay an egg. But I want, hey, should I continue? Hey. Certain issues, listen, on what grounds? The Bible says, when, 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 when the Israelites call of God. They call them the God of Isaac, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Israelites, when they call on God. 
Mudimba Okay, let me not say you because should I say you? Ah, I'm coming to somebody, I'm about to finish. So so I, I, I I'm really suppressing the message quickly so that we can finish in a couple of minutes. There are certain things that are deeper than our declaration. There are certain things that are deeper than even our demon casting. There are certain things that are inherent in us. Generational curses. Generational habits generational tendencies listen listen i want to tell you something there are certain behaviors and okay especially ladies will know what i'm talking about there are certain tempers that you have you remind yourself of your mother when you are angry, you remind yourself of your mother. It's as if your mother set you down and taught you how to be angry. But never. But you have caught it. Oh, yes. Okay, let me go to the answer. I don't want to stick to the question too long because I want to. I'm only going to deal with, I hope two, but if I deal with one, it's fine. Let's go to the book of Numbers 24, how to deepen your voice. The book of Numbers 24. Numbers 24. I'm about to finish. Verse 1 it says, And when Balaam saw that he pleased the Lord to bless Israel. So there are certain things that the Lord is pleased by that are happening in your life. Oh, yes. But I want to deal with. The first weapon. And the key to this weapon is Balaam. And I, and I want to deal with this. The story of Balaam and Balak starts when Balak calls Balaam, who is a soothsayer. Today, you can call him a witch. So Balak wanted 
Balaam to curse Israel. Because it was an enemy. And he, he knew that you cannot fight a blessed nation. I, I, that, that is a sermon. Balak was wiser than all of us. And all the nations that fought Israel uh, that fought against Israel. Balak knew you can't attack a blessed nation. I want to tell you that the devil knows that if you retain the blessing, he can't do nothing to you. A blessing will stop any attack. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about today. The devil will never fight anything that's blessed. When Balaam saw that it pleased God to bless him, to bless Israel, when the devil sees that it pleases God to bless you, he doesn't fight you first. He fights the blessing first. Because he knows that you can never win against a blessed person. So when Balak saw that they are blessed, Balaam, Balak called Balak. Balak called Balaam to come and curse Israel before they fight them. Balak before Israel Yes. Then Balaam came. In front of Israel. Israel. Oh yes. And he told them, put up seven altars, kill seven goats, kill seven. About 27, 28 things died before he testified. We will read them right now in the Bible. We will read them in the Bible. Then when Balaam Ha Balaam stood at the high point. I'm, I'm, oh, he looked at Israel, the nation. He went on a mountain and looked at Israel. And, and he, he listened and he was about to, 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 to curse. After sacrificing, he was about to curse. Then the voice of the Lord came into him. Then he started to say, Blessed be the nation of Israel. Their bounty shall be full. Victory shall be theirs. Generation upon generation they shall inherit. And the abundance of the Lord is their portion. Then, then Balak was angry. He said, I called you to curse this nation. And, and you are blessing them. Balak says, I need to change my perspective. Oh. They, they, they were looking at it from that point. Then they went to another mountain. I, then they looked. I, I wish these are spiritual dynamics. I can't teach them. We're going to have to do Bible studies. On why, on why did Balaam? Had to move from one mountain to the next to try and curse Israel. And, and why did he have to be on a vintage point to curse them? Then he comes again on the second vintage point. 
Then he sacrifices. He builds an altar. Then he says, now I'm ready to kiss them now. Balak, Balak is watching. He says, yeah, now it's gone. That is us. Balaam starts. The Lord has seen Israel from its descendants. And all of its future, the Lord will increase it in abundance. Uh, the enemies of Israel shall perish, and the friends of Israel shall be blessed. God is seeing generations of Israel till the end. Wealth until abundance. Then Balak is saying, hey, 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 I didn't call you. Balama Amakala, Balak Amakala, Balama Atonal Fatam of Israel, and Rawa, God will say you. Hey. Let's go to the book of 23, verse 1 now. It says, I want you to go to, to, to go to it. And Balak said unto Balak, Balaam says to Balak, build me seven altars, prepare me seven oxen, prepare me seven rams. And Balak did what Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. And Balaam said unto the unto Balak, stand and and stand by thy bent offering. Then he says to Balak, Balaam says to Balak, go next to that offering. I wish I could go further. And I will go. You don't move from the offering. Me, I will go. While you stand at the offering, I will go. Per adventure, the Lord will come and meet. And whatever he showeth me, I will tell thee. And he went to a high place. And God met Balaam. And he said unto him, I prepared seven altars. I have offered upon every altar a bullock and a ram. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth. And, and, and said, Return to Balak and thus shall speak. And he returned unto him. And lo, he stood at his burnt offering. While he was still standing at his burnt offering. And all the princes of Moab were with him. And he took his, he took his parable and said, Balak the king of Moab hath brought me from Aram out to the mountain of the east. Saying, come curse Jacob and come defy Israel. How shall I curse whom, the have, have, whom God hath not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom God has not defied? Hey. For from the top of the rocks I see him. And from all the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone. And shall not be reckoned among the nation. Who can count the dust of Jacob. And the numbers forth that pass from Israel. Let me die the death of a righteous man. And let my last end be like them that are of Israel. Oh, I'm coming to show you. You know what? The first thing that gives Balak a, vo- Balak a voice. I'm going to only deal with one. I don't think I have time. It is sacrifice. It is sacrifice. Yes, sacrifice. What will give you a voice to deal with the things that are deeper than you is sacrifice. It is sacrifice. 
Listen, listen. Money, according to God, is the lowest form of sacrifice. Because the highest form of sacrifice is yourself. Paul reveals it to us that God has not stopped demanding sacrifices. Paul in the book of Romans says, give your body as a living sacrifice. So it means the, the, the form of sacrifice that God wants before you have a voice is your body. Everything about you must be sacrificed to God. That's why then he says, so that you may prove what is acceptable, what is to the Lord. So before you can discern what God wants to do and what God wants to say, there must be a sacrifice. When I talk sacrifice, we run to money because you are you think money is the highest thing for God. But even it is a sacrifice. It's not not that it's a, it's a sacrifice. Let me tell you, there's some battles me when I fight them. I don't fight them by prayer. Yes. There's some fights. If if I'm seeing somebody fighting my income. I don't go on my knees. No, 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 no. I don't do that. I don't waste my time. When you are fighting me on income, the sacrifice that's needed is the same as the one that wants to be taken. Yes. Sacrifice. Oh, yes. The book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 10. Book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 10. It says you have robbed God in your offerings and tithes. Yes. Because God knows. And you see, every blessing that comes out of that is a financial blessing. I will fill your bonds. I will make you like, oh, that your nations will be called blessed. Because financial sacrifice is the key to financial warfare. Oh, listen to me. Listen to me. You, I, I don't know if you are hearing me right. There is no spiritual activity that happens without financial sacrifice. Labor the issue is which altar are you going to put that sacrifice oh yes you don't want me to talk about money because they told you we like money but it's for your good do you think that let me tell you if you want to be blessed if you want to be really blessed you must be ready to fight if you are not ready to fight forget about being blessed any person who is really really blessed they will tell you they fought a lot of things they will tell you that they wrestled something oh yes so even as when you see us standing are we sacrifice to God. We 
of evil are becoming stronger than the powers of light today. Before Balak spoke, before Balaam spoke, he didn't speak until there was a sacrifice. He didn't speak. One of my sons was facing a disciplinary hearing. He works in the mine, so it's a very complicated process there. And something happened by mistake. And boof, an explosion happened. Yes. And let me tell you, he was shocked. There was no question about him being fired. He, there's no question. Not, when you do something like that, that in the mind, you are fired. They don't even, there's no question. When you even, we do disciplinary hearing, process. Yes. Then I said to him, Baba, you don't fight for your income by talking. No, 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 no. Don't be a child. You must sacrifice. Today, when he walks in the mind, he's even gotten promoted six times in one year. And I'm, not a I'm not exaggerating it. Yes. Today, they, they, there are people who even call him to ask him, explain to us how you survived that hearing. Uh. Because it is an obvious you are fired. Yes. But he, if you know how to fight. Yes. And another another guy who, who believes in Sangomas. And I believe in God more than a He said, Stele Labuti. Yeah, he works in Pumalanga. You know Pumalanga how they go. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. There are certain battles. There are only one on the grounds of sacrifice. Okay, let me show you. Let me show you. When you were you were in sin, how long was being? Christ told the Israelite nation, "Kill a ram." <laughs> Every time you sin, go kill a go kill a, 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 a sheep. For small sins, I'm just going to summarize. Small sins kill a bird. Big sins kill a sheep. <laughs> And nothing. The Bible says all these things, they did not work for the remuneration of your sin. God talked to the prophets. People were not changing. God knew that certain things can only be dealt with on the level of sacrifice. Your sins could not be removed until there was a sacrifice. If it was not the sacrifice of Jesus, your sin would not be removed. It is through this sacrifice we stand. There are certain battles you will never win except be sacrificed. 
certain sins you will never win. And let me tell you, sacrifice is broader than money. But and it includes money. Yes, but it includes it includes it. Money is in it. Oh, yes. Yes. The money is in it. You can take me to Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. It's people who don't read the Bible who don't understand what sacrifices. You'll have to delete many verses in the Bible in order to make me believe that sacrifice is not money. Yeah, you have to delete many verses. A lot, a lot of them. You go to the book of Revelation, the Bible says the church of Philadelphia gave everything they had, including for their livelihood, so that the gospel may continue. So you'd have to, I don't know what verse, how you're going to delete that verse. I get to, oh, 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 sacrifice. oh, Let me tell you, there are certain struggles you will never overcome until you decide to sacrifice yourself and say, God, I'm giving myself to you. My body is yours. Whatever you say this body does, it does. It's sacrifice. There are certain dimensions of God. And certain dimensions of miracles you will never reach until you pay the price. Are we saying, are we really saying that every miracle that is happening today is done by a false prophet? Are you really saying God is that weak? That the only miracle that can happen is in a flow X-ray. You need to pay the price. With everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed, I'm finished. I'm finished. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Post about it on social media and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from the church, you can follow Bishop Blessing Lebebe on Instagram at blessing.patichetzo and Facebook on Patichetzo Blessing Lebebe. You can also follow us on Instagram at dwellers.insta, on Twitter at dwellers.tc, and on YouTube and Facebook as Dwellers the Cold. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.